0: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, it's the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, it's the Blue Beetle. This episode originally aired on May 22nd, 1940, and this is Murder for Profit. The
1: Blue Beetle. Leaping down from the underworld to smash ganglin comes the friend of the unfortunate,
2: enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none of being, the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask in a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk but stronger than steel.
1: Today's Blue Beetle episode is entitled, Murder for Profit. James A. Ridley of Ridley & Cochrane, wealthy investment brokers, died in city hospital under peculiar circumstances. Was his death on the operating table murder? Will his death affect the stock market? Can Dan Garrett, rookie patrolman, who is also the Blue Beetle, solve this case and run the murderers to earth? As our story opens, Dan Garrett is visiting his friend and advisor... Dr. Franz in his little apothecary shop.
2: But, Denny, you say the authorities suspected an attempt would be made on Ridley's life? Apparently. They sent Mannequin and me rushing over to city hospital to guard Ridley as soon as they heard he was to be operated on. But what made them suspicious? I don't know. Unless it was because they knew his death would affect the stock market, give groups in the know a chance to clean up and make a lot of money. Uh How? Well, Ridley was an international figure in investment circles. He controlled several large corporations. Uh, yes, yes, I know that. His death will undoubtedly cause the stocks of those corporations and possibly others to drop temporarily. Yes, but... Do... Doc, if some crooked professional speculators were sure Ridley would not come off that operating table alive, they could play the stock market and clean up a fortune. But what about the other investors in the market? Wouldn't they stand to lose all they had? Precisely. But the murderers of Ridley wouldn't care about that. And why are you so certain it was murder? Look, Doc, here's what happened. When Mannigan and I arrived at the hospital this morning. Hey, Danny, it looks like something's up. Yeah. Wait, I'll ask this guy come along the hallway and we'll find Dr. Bartlett. Say you, where do we find Dr. Bartlett? Dr. Bartlett can see no one. We're from police headquarters. We've been sent to guard, Banker Ridley. You're too late. Mr. Ridley is dead. Yes, he died on the operating table just a minute ago. Mannigan, you phone headquarters while I take a look around. Okay, Dan, I'll do that. I'll be in or somewhere near the operating room. I've got to find Dr. Bartlett. Oh, just a moment. Are you Dr. Bartlett? Uh, No, I'm just an intern. Uh, Dr. Bartlett's office is two doors down on the right. Uh, what's that you've got in your hand? It's a scalpel. A scalpel? Yes, a very sharp knife for making incisions. What are you doing with it? Well, I, uh... I'm not permitted to speak. Come on, come on. Open up. I'm the law. Well, you'll have to see Dr. Byrne. I'm seeing you right now with a bloody scalpel in your hand. Here in this room, Here, i to talk to you. Look, you. In you go. Now, tell me what happened in the operating room. I assure you, it's against the ethics of... Ethics be hanged. Talk. Did you kill Banker Ridley? No, I, I tell you, I had nothing to do with it. Then what are you doing with that scalpel? I picked it up after the lights went on. The lights went on. Were they off? Yes. Just after Dr. Bartlett made the incision in Mr. Ridley's throat and was about to operate on the diseased gland, the lights went out suddenly and a stench bomb exploded just inside the door. It blinded everybody and everything was confusion. When the lights finally went on, Mr. Ridley was breathing his last. An artery in his throat had been severed. Where were you standing? Across the table from Dr. Bartlett. Then you could... Yes, have. but I did What are you doing with that scalpel? I told you, I picked it up when the lights went off. Why? I noticed it was bloody. But wouldn't it naturally be, hadn't it just been used to make an incision? Not this scalp. The one Dr. Bossett used to make the incision had already been put back into the sterilizer. But why should you pick up this scalp? Well, I thought there might be fingerprints on it. Fingerprints? When everybody would be wearing sterile rubber gloves? Well, I... I... I didn't stop to realize that. Your story is pretty thin. I'm going to take you down to headquarters and let some of our your story, I take it you suspect the intern of having killed Ridley during the confusion caused by the unexpected developments. No, I don't really. I think someone higher up is a guilty person. Surely not Dr. Bartlett. He's one of the most famous and respected surgeons in the country. Ridley's death meant profit in millions to someone or to some group. You know the lengths to which some of our most respected citizens will sometimes go to acquire quick riches... True. You know, money is all right when it does good. But money is evil when it causes evil. Well, there's the first edition of the evening papers. Listen. Yes. Well, it started just as we suspected. Listen to that. Yes. Well, Danny, what are you going to do? Patrolman Dan Garrett is off duty, but the Blue Beetle never is. I'm going into action. Can I help you? Yes, Doc, you can. What about that secret solution you made that dissolves steel? You mean my formula X4? Yes, that's it. I uh, I have some over here in this cabinet. Ah, here you are. Now oh, here. Here's a little fire of it. But be very careful. It's powerful stuff. Thanks, Doc. Uh, what about your portable wireless telephone? I've got that in my magic ray and my flashlight. Good, good. You know, Doc, if I can solve this case quickly, maybe I can save a lot of little investors from losing their life savings. Ah, uh, that's true, Danny, that's true. Well, Doc, the Blue Beetle has some nipping to do tonight. So long, Doc. I'll see when I've cleaned up this stock market racket.
1: Again, the Blue Beetle rides the night wind. In his speedy motor car, he sets out in search of the murderers of Banker Ridley. Will he unmask them? Can he uncover their plot to make millions by murder? Where will the Blue Beetle strike first? In a dark street at the rear of the Ridley home, a long blue motor car comes to a stop. A figure silently steps forth and approaches the high wall around Ridley's city home.
2: Now here's the rear of Ridley's house watch my step. This wealthy neighborhood's well guarded. Ah, here's a door in this wall. Locked now, but just as I thought. Let me see now. Try one of these master keys. No, that one won't do. Try this one. Ah, that's the one. Better go easy. The hinges on this door will probably squeak. So far, so good. Better close this after me. Watch when friends is open, he will be suspicious. Now to gain entrance to the house without arousing anyone. Hang that. What's going on down there? Hold on, got it. bottle at you. Lane can make as much noise as the garbage Here's a window. I'll be wired down with a burglar alarm. Just attach these suction cups to it, and I'll cut out the glass, remove it without disturbing the frame. That's got it. I'll just remove the whole pane of glass and climb through. There. Now look around with my flash. That's the kitchen. All clear here. This door must lead into the dining No, no, that's the pantry. The dining room is beyond. What does this other door lead to? It's the hallway. The library should be up there on the right. Everything is dark, This is my chance to search the place. I'll take the library first. Wall is hollow. Just the place for a wall safe. Back the picture. See if I can move this panel. There may be a button. Someone's coming. I'll hide behind these curtains until they go. Who's in there? Come on, roll, shoot have a little light on the subject. Huh? Yeah. I swore sworn I heard someone come in there. I was right. The picture over Father's wall, safe. It's... Excuse me. Excuse me. Drop that gun, Ridley. He's not me out Sorry, Ridley, but I want to examine some of your father's private papers for a possible clue to his murder. He's out like a lamp. Well, I'll just tie you up and gag you and then put you. Let me see. It's over there back of that couch. There. Now to open the panel. Just as I thought. A large wall safe hidden behind that panel. Now for a little Formula X4 port on the lock. She's working, all right. Eating right through that steel. There, that does it. Jewel Stocks and Bond. What's this? A letter. To whom it may concern... This is to inform the authorities... That should my death occur due to other than natural causes... Would be advisable to investigate the affairs of my partner, Charles Cochran, and my adopted son, Samuel? Well, Mr. Ridley, the Blue Beetle will certainly investigate. I'd better take these papers and jewels along with me. They'll be safer with me than here with your adopted son, Samuel.
1: Off into the night sped the Blue Beetle on the trail of those responsible for the death of Banker Ridley. Meanwhile, at police headquarters, Officer Manigan, playing a hunch, he has also decided to go to Cochran's office. In the still of the night, two cars are speeding toward the same destination. Each has a single occupant. One of the cars reaches its destination ahead of the other. A mysterious figure alights and disappears behind the building on the corner. Quickly, he mounts the fire escape. A minute later, a circle of light is playing on the door of a safe. In the middle of that circle of light is a
2: large blue beetle. The doctor's formula X4 worked once before tonight. It ought to work here. Sure is powerful stuff. Now let's see what this safe contains. Ah, uh, bonds and certificates. Here's a list of something. To be sold short for Samuel Ridley, Charles Cochran, and Mr. John Smythe. If and when. I wonder who this Mr. Smythe is. You'll never know, Mr. Blue Beetle. Officer Mannigan, isn't it late for you to be out alone? No, none of that. they have got you covered and i shoot you if you make a move. You're going to the station house with me. Maybe you can explain to the DA what you're doing in this office at of that safe there. I was looking for the lost cord. Cut out the wise cracks and slip these bracelets on. I'm sorry, Manigan. We both seem to be cornered. That door in back of you is blocked. Part oh, two. Oh, two. Oh. <laughs> Never take your eyes off your man until you've got him securely handcuffed, Mannegan.
1: After taking the unconscious Manigan back to police headquarters and popping him up against the front door, the Blue Beetle sped on his way to the home of Charles Cochran. Arriving at his destination, he enters the Cochran home by means of a skeleton key. And hearing voices, he slips into an adjoining room and listens.
2: Oh, here, uh, here's your check, Doctor Barfitt, for $7,500. Your fee for, uh, operating on old man, Gripsy. The operation was successful. But the patient died. <laughs> yeah, but what about the profit on the stock? Yeah, well, we'll settle that when we complete the transaction. I'm carrying your account under the name of Smythe, you know. Yes, but what if... Oh, are you worrying about the intern who was arrested? Yes, frankly, I am. Well, don't worry about him. He'll never testify in any court. I had someone bail him out. He's here in this house now. We're sending him away tonight on a one-way drive. What? You don't mean... Exactly. Oh, but you can't do that. Why, that's... Murder? Yes, Dr. Bartlett. Murder. Just like your operation on my partner today. Clean. one of my men short-circuited the light at the hospital, and another one disguised as an orderly, dropped the stench bomb. But you, you, Dr. Bartlett, severed the artery in Banker Ridley's throat. <laughs> The Blue Beetle. Yes, me. the Blue Beetle. He's going to nip a band of murderers. Gus, come You call, boy, Don't move, any of you. I've got men outside, and they're coming in to take you. Pardon me, Mr. Blue Beetle. I doubt that statement. I happen to know that it is the Blue Beetle's proud boast that he works alone. Grab him, men. Cuss. get away. Stand away, everyone. I'm going to shoot the Blue Beetle. That's what you think, Cochran. Come here, Raymond. I'm going to give you a little ride through the air. No, Senor, it's a mistake. You know, Dr. Amor. Hear your knife, Raymond. Into his house. Your... Uh, uh. Rim up the blue beetle. Right, boys. Oh. I'm the toe of my boot guts. And now you, Raymond, up you go. Oh, no, Senor. And across the room and your boss is black. Oh. Blue Beetle, get those hands up. Young Samuel Ridley. You must be Houdini to have gotten out of those bonds, or else I'd forgotten my sailor knots. You've forgotten something else, Blue Beetle. I'll take whatever you took for my father's sake. Certainly, Ridley. Here you are. Good. I thought this gun would make you see me. <laughs> Foxed you, Ridley. Now, all of you, stand over there. I'm going to release the intern you're holding prisoner, and then. <clears throat> Good, Blue Beetle is out like a light. I'll tie him up and throw some water on way more there.
1: Right, boy. I'm getting out of here.
2: Oh, no, you're not, Dr. Bartlett. I need the famous surgeon for one more little operation. No, no, Don't no Don't worry, Dr. Bartlett. It won't be murdered this time. But I... I've I, got, I, got a better idea. Just a little operation on the Blue Beetle's vocal cords and the muscles of his arms. What good will that do? He won't be able to speak or write when you get through with him. And he doesn't dare turn himself over to the police. No, it's Phoenix. Not it's... necessary. That's... Yeah, boss? Take the Blue Beetle into the other room and put him with the intern. Then come back here. Okay, boss. Gee, uh, please, heavy. Maybe he's dead, boss. He'll wish he were before I get through with him. The Blue Beetle's nipping days are over. <laughs>
1: What will happen to the Blue Beetle? Will the Archdean Cochrane be able to force Dr. Bartlett to maim him for life? How can the Blue Beetle get out of this spot? Not a soul knows where he is. Let's look in on Dr. Franz in his little apothecary shop.
2: I wonder... I wonder how Danny's making out. I think I'll close up shop and work a while in my laboratory. Ah, there. There, the shades are down. Now I I'll just bolt this door. And now without the light. There we are. Now perhaps I can locate Danny with my new radio locator. He took his portable wireless phone with him this time, but he hasn't called me. Maybe he's in trouble. Can't seem to locate him. I'll just swing it north two more degrees. There. Now let's see. Ah, that's got him. Contact heater registers pretty weak, though. His vitality must be low. Now, now perhaps if I connected up my radio energizer to this locator, I could shoot some vitality to him through the ether... I'll just connect these two wires here, so... And then, turn on the energizer and let him have it. Ah, there. There it goes, Danny. I hope it's reaching you and giving you renewed strength. It's all I can do for you.
1: rays sent out by Dr. Franz reaching the Blue Beetle? Has he again managed to outwit a clever and ruthless gang of murderous racketeers? How can he escape their clutches? Let's look in on the little room in the Cochran home where the Blue Beetle was imprisoned with the intern from the city hospital.
2: Where am I? What's that noise? It's a midget an antenna on my helmet. Dr. Franz must be trying out his new radio locator. Feel as if I were being pumped full of energy. I can burst these burns easily. Well. Who's that over there on that cart? A hospital intern, of course. You. Can you hear me? Shake your head if you can. Oh, you can. Wait until I take that gag out of your mouth. There, that's better. Now I'll cut your bonds with my magic ray. The, the blue beetle that's right how do you feel uh, a little weak you hold my hand a minute get some energy from me mm. Mm. now now do you think you could hold a gun on some men if i help you i could hold it alone It certainly pepped me up how, how did you do it that's a secret now, here is your chance to be a hero. I'll do anything I can to get out of here. Good. Have you a fountain pen? Uh, yes. Uh, here it is. Will you hold it like this, you see? Like a pistol. Uh, this way? That's right. It'll fool those men in the other room until we can pick up a real gun inside. Now, you follow me. We're going in and clean up those rats. What's the matter with your eyes? They're shining like searchlights. Due to a new invention of a friend of mine. Come on. <coughs> The blue, the blue, blue beetle. Gee, boss, look at his eyes. This man, he is terrible. Not to me, he isn't. Don't you. It's no use, Cochrane. You can't injure the blue beetle. Throw down that gun. Drop it, or I'll blast you all with my magic ray. You better drop the gun, boss. All right, blue beetle. You win up to this point. How are you going to turn us over to the police? Why, you don't dare... Here, you intern. Here's your chance to get even with the doctor and this gang who are holding you prisoner. Pick up that gun and keep these men covered until I tie them up. Okay. Here comes the law. I called the police on my wireless telephone. You'll all be some safe hands soon, safe for the citizens of this great city. No more will your secret machinations bring distress to honest investors. Gentlemen, the Blue Beetle's job is done. You'll soon be paying the penalty of your dishonest schemes. I'll leave you to the tender mercies of the District Attorney.
1: In the early hours of the morning, Patrolman Dan Garrett, no longer the Blue Beetle, sat in Dr. Fran's living room.
2: Uh, Danny, you did a swell job. And now? Now you'd better get some rest. Yeah, I guess you're right, Doc. Uh, I'll see who it is. Uh, just a minute. Just a minute, I'm coming. Is Patrolman Garrett here? Uh, yes, sir. Who wants him? The chief. Everyone's called back to duty. Why? What's happened? Some crooks have started a reign of terror and they've threatened to blow up the city.
1: rest for the Blue Beetle or for patrolman Dan Garrett? What will develop in the next chapter of Dan Garrett's life? As the Blue Beetle, will he be able to run down and apprehend the members of this dynamite ring? Can he outsmart this deadly gang of underworld characters? These questions will be answered in the next episode of the Blue Beetle. Here's the Blue Beetle himself to say a few words.
2: Folks, the moral of this story is that the confidence of our friends often gives us new strength and new courage. And also that our confidence and friendship for others often helps them. In other words, confidence and friendship among mankind is vital. And if everyone is sincere in everyday life, they will aid others or be aided by others, just as Dr. Franz sent new vigor and vitality to me in order that I might rise and fight. So my advice to young and old is to cultivate the friendship and confidence of your fellow men. And through that friendship and confidence, find new strength and courage to face the problems of each day. The Blue Beetle is a
1: copyrighted Fox feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics magazine on sale at your newsstand. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers and don't forget to listen in.
0: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, one of the big differences I've noticed between the shadow and the blue beetle is the fame. I mean, it seems that everyone never heard of the shadow. Even at the end of life, people were like, why can't I see anybody? I mean, they never. But with the blue beetle, it seems like everybody has heard of him. And when he makes his sound, they know it's him. Now, I will have to say, the one advantage the Shadow had over the Blue Beetle was the fact that he was invisible, so he rarely ever got knocked out. Now, the Blue Beetle seems to get knocked out all the time, and it's my biggest complaint of superhero stuff. If a superhero gets tied up or knocked out or incapacitated in some way, the villains never take off his mask and... In the series right then and there. It just seems like there could be better writing. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.